in Wrath of Khan, William Shatner was like, <laughs> That's why everybody loves this vest. Because it's the Wrath of Khan vest. It is. It's the Wrath of Khan vest. Thank you. If anyone's seen Wrath of Khan, if you don't like Star Trek, you know what? It's it's possible to like Star Trek and Star Wars. They're, you realize that they're two totally separate fucking entities, right? This is just my before we, we go here rant. Like, because seriously, some people are like, oh, I only like Star Wars. And some people are like, oh, I only like Star Trek. And these are the purists. It's okay. But it's possible to like both. Obviously, here with my Wrath of Khan fucking vest on, I should have worn my Princess Leia shirt underneath this just to show the, the duality and the balance between that you can like both. It doesn't fucking matter. That's something that, like, that's okay to have a gray area on. <clears throat> you can be on the fence. You don't have to like either Star Wars or Star Trek. You can like both. It's okay. Live long, prosper, may the force be with you. All those things. <clears throat> anyways, that was my that was my weekly nerdy Tanya talk that you usually don't hear about. But anyways, you'll probably end up in a fucking B-roll cut or something. Anyways, welcome to another creeptacular episode of 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast with me, your... Creepy hostess, ghostess with the mostest. That's me, Danny Candler. I'm here <laughs> to hang out with you. And like I am every week. Which one I'm kind of doing trending for the month of October. Or trending in my world at least is all the scary things. All the things that make us go boom. Make us think, you know, bump in the night. The things that give us the shivers on our night shirt. All those things. The things, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. I mean, has anyone ever said that to you before? <laughs> <laughs> maybe after a breakup or something, holy shit. No, I'm just kidding. But maybe it's maybe it's not you. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me who loves to be scared. I love to be scared. So there's no better than scary season, which is, you know, for most people, just like October. I know they've got Christmas stuff up on the shelves and I'm excited about Christmas stuff too. Don't get me wrong. I'm ready for the holidays and stuff and all that stuff and snow and do, 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 and jingle beards and all, all the things. But like, really... I'm not ready for the fall to be over. It just started for crying out loud. There's there's leaves are falling. Everything smells beautiful. It's nice those crisp October nights. You can go outside, enjoy what you enjoy. I enjoy a bonfire and toasting marshmallows, which you probably saw me doing on my Instagram. I got busted making vegan s'mores by the fire. My husband took that lovely picture of me. And we'll talk about that later. Getting caught doing things that... Uh, you don't know when people are watching when they're taking your picture. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm like, I always know when people are taking my picture. And I like to know. Because I want to go or make some stupid fucking face. But <laughs> candid, there's something to say, like, be said about being candid in candid shots. It just shows kind of like who you are. And someone, if someone can capture that, I think Rob, I mean, obviously he's good with the camera. I think he captured that. If anyone knows or doesn't know what my husband does he makes films for a living so that's why i laugh when i say if, if it, you know he's good with the camera he, he he knows his things oh so with halloween like i say getting closer and closer with every passing day i'm gonna have a sip of fresca and send the check fresca whoever makes fresca who the fuck makes fresca it's bottled in canada maybe pepsi cola makes canada or fresca in canada maybe coca-cola makes i don't know who makes it 
Maybe it's a can of dry product. Maybe I'm just dropping all the company's names. Send the check, Fresca. I love it. I'm not even supposed to drink it, but I do. Because <clears throat> I love it. Anyways. Halloween. I've been thinking because I've been watching lots of Halloween movies. I've been watching lots of like kind of creepy shows on TV and things like that. But I started thinking about Halloween and different traditions. And what traditions do you honor on Halloween? What do you do for Halloween? Do you still go with the traditional trick-or-treating? I know with COVID, some people didn't, some people did. There was like a split on that. There's different traditions. Some people don't do, even before COVID, some people don't trick-or-treat at all. Some people um, regard Halloween as paganism and they don't uh, they don't participate in like the trick-or-treating. Some people call it Black and Orange Day and they just do a color spirit day. Some people do the, the, the costumes and stuff. What we love to do in our family, one of the, the, the things as it gets close to Halloween, not actually a Halloween like trick-or-treat night, like on the actual 31st, but we like to like every Friday and Saturday and like Sunday kind of leading up to Halloween and like we'll go weeknights too, but we don't want to get the kids like staying up too late because it's school nights and stuff. But if there's a PD day the next day, there's a PD day coming up next week or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you guys, we're going to go somewhere really scary because I know somewhere really scary to go. And it's just really scary with haunted houses. It's a little bit down the street. It's in Zurich, Ontario, the small town of Zurich. I think it's in Hay Township, Zora Township, maybe up up off uh, by Highway 21 there by Bayfield Grand Bed area, if you know. There's a real spooky house up there. Really scary, creepy. And uh, if I can, I'm going to try to take the kids on the PD day and just uh, let them see how, how scary it truly is. I heard it's really scary. My sister told me that she went and she thought the things on the, on the lawn were alive. She said they look so real and these people have put so much money and effort and time into it. She said so impressive that like it looks it looks real and scared her and she's a grown lady just like myself i mean she's a younger lady than i am but she's she's a grown lady the great pumpkin the great pumpkin is a tradition that we have in our house and i'm not talking about like the great pumpkin charlie brown it's a great we do watch it's the great pumpkin charlie brown but the great pumpkin brings my kids candy and he he leaves it all around the house we gotta watch where the great pumpkin leaves candy this year because the kids, like, after COVID and stuff like that, with COVID, like, got really, like, lazy with trick-or-treating. I was like, you want to go trick-or-treating? Like, just whatever. And they're like, well, I only want to go to the houses that, like, we know and stuff. But, like, the Great Pumpkin kind of brings, like, better candy. And, like, our friends and stuff would, like, show up and do, like, skits for them on the porch and stuff like that. Our friends, like, dressed up as, like, a like a death chef and his, like, servant, like, waitress. And they had, like, a whole like Martha Stewart spread of like body parts and stuff like that but they brought the kids like candy bags and they did a little like skit and stuff for them on the porch and like the kids think it's a hoot as they're getting older and a lot of kids and a lot of other parents tell me this too that their kids like don't give a shit about trick-or-treating they want to go see scary houses and just like have candy I'm like when we were kids we loved trick-or-treating and like going to all the different houses and filling our bags up and filling out you know finding out which houses gave out the full-size chocolate bars there are still those houses they give out the full-size chocolate bars and stickers and fun stuff, like things you wouldn't, like you wouldn't usually get. I used to give out toothbrushes. I used to give out toothbrushes, but I gave them out with the full-size chocolate bars, so none of the kids would complain. Because they're getting a full-size chocolate bar. You know what? If you're getting a full-size chocolate bar, you're getting a full-size fucking toothbrush, too. It's going to rot your teeth and your mind. But like, you know what? It was good business for like the office that I worked at. I was like, just give me some 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 toothbrushes with your office name on them and then all their parents will call you for appointments it was great advertising <laughs> if you say i'm bad at marketing obviously i've known i've known i know i've known my marketing shit from the beginning 
I know how to sell a product, especially when you give a chocolate bar with a toothbrush. What does that say? What does that say about me? Terrible. Anyways, but visiting haunted sites, that's definitely something that I like to do and that we like to do as a family. We're like with the kids and everything like that, we got to be really careful because like places that are notoriously really haunted and have actual spiritual activity, I don't want to screw around with, with, with my kids. If things are moving and things are sliding off shelves, number one, I don't want my children to be scared because that's kind of getting sucked into adult situation. I don't believe in that stuff. Like I took them to see the Donnelly's where the Donnelly's graves were and stuff like that, but they don't need to know much more than that. They don't need people that, you know, the freaking <sighs> the Donnelly massacre. Oh my God. I almost have a beard oil that's named after that, but uh, we'll talk about that later. But it like, I went to the Donnelly's gravesite last year and walked around and then I did the, like the kind of like the grave walk because their graves have been moved from where they were originally and they're not their original graves and epitaphs and things of that nature. But every year on Halloween, their family members, you know, go and we try to go on a time that will be like respectful because I don't want to mess with anyone's kin or their, their fam jam or anyone who's coming there to pay their respect to their loved one that has passed because it was a horrible story what happened up in there in Lucan, Ontario. If you don't know anything about that, learn the haunted history. And I love learning haunted history on Halloween. Learning about the haunted histories of places nearby, far away, anywhere, anywhere that's kind of creepy and makes my skin crawl, things that go bump in the night. Was it scary? Yeah. I like that. Watching scary movies is obviously that's kind of like a no-brainer for like the Halloween season. If you're gonna have the Halloween season, you're gonna watch scary movies because there's more stuff on, and there's more stuff on the channels. There's this like drag queen Halloween thing that I was watching like on Shutter. It's awesome. Oh my god. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. It's good. We'll talk about shows later. But like I say, I love pumpkin carving. I love pumpkin carving. I've loved it since I was a kid. My mom used to just like give us all the knives, <laughs> like the safe ones. And we go out on the porch because like, fuck, that makes a mess in the house. Like our kids, we carve pumpkins on the kitchen table. We have a really, really, really big kitchen table. We didn't when I was a kid. It was more of like a round kitchen table. But the kitchen table we have is really large and it's a big rectangle. So I can cover it in newspaper and they get pumpkin guts all over the damn place. And then we just put them in the seed pans and we roast the seeds and whatever. We have like eight pumpkins this year, including one Rob grew in the garden. It was a total surprise because the pumpkins went fucking crazy in our garden this year, took over everything, killed a bunch of shit, except like my dad's sweet potatoes that my dad gave me before he passed away. And then my uh, like regular yellow, like, Yukon gold potatoes that I dug earlier season and we had like new potatoes and whatever we're really into like farming and growing our own vegetables and homesteading and all that shit and oh my god I love pumpkin carving but reminiscing as a kid like yeah my mom used to give us all the stuff and send us out because we had a huge wraparound porch and it was all cement as a kid so she didn't care even if we had newspaper out there we just go and even like my dad when he still lived with us when we were kids before my parents got divorced like when they got divorced when I was like 12 like he'd come outside and like they just hose off the porch and just pick up the pumpkin guts and put them in the seeds and get rid of everything accordingly and compost. My parents were kind of like more environmentally conscious than other parents. You know, we didn't have a lot of sugar cereals. I'm not saying they were hippies because they weren't really hippies, but they're just a little bit more conscious like with what went into us kids versus like a lot of people that I knew. A lot of my, my friends, their parents were kind of woke. I guess that's the word for it. Like to like now, like... They were taking like vitamins and supplements and bee pollen. Like back then, like things like that people were like, oh, have you heard that they know bee pollen and royal jelly and honey is really good for you? I'm just like, yeah, I know that since I was a kid. Maybe it's because I'm Polak. I don't know. 
thing about growing up Eastern European and having like Eastern European friends. You know, all the folk medicine remedies. And as I was reminiscing about our traditions, it dawned on me that Canada itself is a con, like as a, as a, as a, as a country, basically like America's haunted. Everyone's talking about haunted America and all the places that you've been. And I've heard great stories from y'all and you've told me about different experiences that you've had. And there are a lot of places in America that are haunted that I've been to personally. But I wanted to kind of focus on where I am at right now. And like even my city is like Murder City. London, Ontario is known as Murder City. There's books about it. Check that shit out. You can get them on Amazon. They're like 30 bucks. It's cheap. Oh my God, scary. All the things that have happened here because of the major highways. That's uh, another show completely. Why do people get murdered in London, Ontario? Because it's easy. That's why. We'll talk about that later. But why is Canada one of the most notorious like haunted ass countries ever, especially this province, Ontario. Ontario is super haunted. There are so many haunted places in Ontario and I couldn't believe what I found when I went down the rabbit hole of Ontario and other provinces, because I'm not just gonna hate on other provinces too, because I only live here in this province, Ontario. We're gonna go through a few of the haunted places in Canada, but we're gonna focus on Ontario first, because that's where I am. Like I say, I thought we'd have a look at some really haunted places in Ontario that I've been to, that I've not been to, that I'm planning on going to. And uh, we're going to look at some that I hope to hopefully just kind of start the car and go on a road trip and take y'all along with me. But we're going to have a vote on that later. We're going to have a vote on that later. Like, where should we go that is the most haunted and live stream it and you can see what happens and you can see what happens with overnight cameras and in the dark cameras and will I leave in the middle of the night like screaming like Rob already bet the kids he's like your mom will be home within 25 minutes and she'll be screaming and crying and blah 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 I'm like yeah whatever I'm tough as shit we'll see we'll see how tough I am what is the most haunted city in Ontario do you think you know I don't know if you know do you know if you think you know Shout it, shout it, shout it out loud. If you don't, it's fucking Kingston, yeah. Kingston, 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 Ontario is supposed to be, supposedly, one of the most haunted, the most haunted cities in Ontario. Why, why, why? Well, the town is predominantly built on limestone. Limestone, major conductor, especially in the supernatural community and people that believe in a little bit more of the science, but also pseudoscience. Um, some people would call it pseudoscience. Kingston is the most haunted city on Ontario. Documented hauntings, not only from like witness reports and eyewitness reports, she pushed me, I got pushed here. Someone pulled me at Fort Henry, historic Fort Henry, or, you know, haunts at the fort, haunted fortnights, all those things. Um, no, I got pushed by a ghost on a haunted walk. Police reports, actual police reports of hauntings and malevolent events and spirits and happenings, violent activity. And like I say, the town's built on limestone. If you believe in this stuff, in which the paranormal community has long believed in this stuff, you'll know that limestone is blessed with the unique ability to absorb and kind of like reflect energy and psychic energy and electromagnetic energy and it's also 
like it, it can kind of like absorb and, and, and release it. It can, whatever goes in can also be put out. So the city being built on limestone is kind of creepy in itself. And uh, that's a lot of energy in, in one spot. The, the downtown is reportedly really haunted. There's like a little girl who plays in the downtown square that was like by a hotel. It's really crazy. Apart from Fort Henry, where there are ghost tours still to this day. I've taken one. If you go to Fort Henry, it's really creepy. I went before COVID, like way, way before COVID. I went when I was like young, like I was a young kid when I went to historic Fort Henry. Fort Henry was creepy, like really creepy. I felt like a bad presence there, like the ground was sour or something. It just felt wrong. But there are ghost tours that you can take there and you can take downtown walking tours of Kingston, downtown Kingston, and check out what's that is all about. You can take part in that and see what all the ghosts and goblins and ghoulies are about. There's a penitentiary. Obviously, there's the Kingston Penitentiary. The Kingston Penitentiary. The, one of the scariest like places ever. It's like, I don't know if they still do tours at the, at the Kingston Pen, but it's a scary jail and a lot of crazy things happen there. Also, it's an old city. It is probably the first settlement in Ontario was in Kingston, Ontario. So there's a lot of history there from the St. George Hotel, which is very uh, creepy in itself, to Skeleton Park. Do you know what Skeleton Park is? It was also known as, uh, well, I mean, originally it was called McBurney Park, but the people and the folks in, in, in Kingston call it Skeleton Park because Skeleton Park. Let me kind of like fill you in on some of the blanks on what happened in Skeleton Park. Because it sounds exactly like what it is. In 19... Well, not even in the 1900s, because this is before the 1900s. In the 1800s, about 1840s, I want to say, in the 1840s, typhoid fever, typhoid Mary, and, and cholera really hit the town of Kingston super hard. And there were a lot of deaths. And because it was a settlement town and there was a lot of immigrants coming into the town, the town filled up, the cemeteries filled up big time, and there was a lot of Irish and Scottish settlers that unfortunately succumbed to the typhoid fever or cholera. And McBurney Park ended up being a mass grave and burial site for thousands, tens of thousands of Irish and Scottish settlers and immigrants to the town of Kingston. And like some of the mass graves there where they just buried people, women, children, men, whoever, just died of it because they didn't want to bury them in their cemeteries because they were already full and they were kind of like the the new kids on the block they were they were settlers they were not people they're not canadian so they kind of pushed them out into skeleton park even putting as much as like 11 people like in one grave like one site that's like a lot it's really like it's what i would call indignity to a human body it's not nice kingston's also really notorious for grave robbing because the medical students needed things and kid like stuff with their cadavers and parts and things like that or they're going Dahmer style in the cemetery just like picking up body pots like it's nothing like aren't those things decomposing we'll talk about decomp later but like really 11 and 12 bodies stacked in one grave on top of each other that's just not nice kingston like i say Kids got their own materials for anatomy class when they did gross anatomy. It was gross anatomy. Fort Henry, like I say, they do a tour now during Halloween times called Fort Fright. Everything's kind of lit up. They got loud music. It's like a it's like a haunted Canada's Wonderland sort of deal. 
they've got things to pop out and scare the shit out of you. But after they do Fort Fright and when the fort's like closed, they'll do like tours and stuff. And it's quiet and it's very, very scary. Better than doing some lit up contrived thing that they can sell tickets to. Whatever they want. If you want to do that and that's your bag, then do that. Like, cool. Like, all for the loud music or whatever. If you're looking to get creeped out this season, maybe you want to get some shivers in your nightshirt. Maybe head to the old fort, head to Kingston. I'm going to head to Kingston, Jamaica. Because seriously, I don't want to go to Kingston. No, no, not Ontario. How about a haunted road? Would you believe in a haunted road? You think roads can be haunted? We have a magnetic road just down the street in, in, in by St. Thomas, by Sparta. A magnetic road that if you pull your car into neutral, you'll just like coast on the road. There's no hill. There's no nothing. It pulls you up a hill. It's so funny. It's weird. And the kids think it's really creepy because you just start going backwards in the car. But it's a, there's an electromagnetic field. It's nothing spooky or crazy. It's nothing creepy. It's nothing scary it's just literally science and it's the way the poles are aligned and it has to do with magnetism however a road that does not have to do with magnetism really the polar opposite is kirby road in 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 vaughan ontario kirby road in vaughan ontario has been long haunted for years and years and years and it's it's a scary kind of short stretch of road where they're not really sure exactly what happened but there's a, a truck with one headlight there, uh, there's a grave in a ditch. There are some scary happenings out on Kirby Road. Uh, Kirby Road is, uh, the hauntings kind of started and the reports started with a lot of reports of people coming in saying that they had like electromagnetic activity and radio static, like they're just radio screwing up when they started to drive on the road. But then they noticed in a grave that was like lying in a ditch, like a stone, a gravestone lying in a ditch, a cemetery seemingly right there in the ditch with the stone on it saying Selena. That was the name of the person who passed. And on the epitaph of the gravestone in the ditch, it said, I'm a cute kid. Birthday, death day, everything like that. So there's, 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 there's theories on what happened to Selena, the, the dead grave in the ditch. One is that she lived at... There were two houses, actually. One, one was a house, a main house, and the other was a barn that were on the property that was right across from the accident site where Selena passed away. And once, one said that there was a family of seven that lived there. Dad went crazy, murdered her. Either something happened to her in the ditch and that was their, their memorial to her. They buried her in the ditch. Another story seems a little less far-fetched. If you look through newspaper clippings at the time, you would see that there was a girl named Selena who passed away in a rollover accident with some other teenagers in a van around like a similar timeline. So the more probable cause of death, in my humble opinion, is that there was probably a rollover accident. Her parents were probably really sad and lived on site and probably put a memorial there for her in the ditch so they could remember her. She's probably buried elsewhere. I don't know. I don't know. I know that there were the houses that were on the homestead where she apparently lived. Mm -mm. And this is bad, so trigger warning, because this is, this is bad. Horrible things went on the house that she lived in. So the main house there was a big house, big old farmhouse. And they said you could hear, like, most people before the houses were torn down in 2007, 8, 2009 era. 
the houses were like destroyed to rubble to the ground. Probably a good idea because of all the evil that went on there. The main house, they were reports of mostly children crying, babies crying, screaming, things like that. All disturbing, all malevolent, all violent things. Nothing good happening there. Most disturbingly, and this is where I want to take out my trigger warning and warn y'all, because this is scary, was the barn. Because it was said that the father of this seven family of seven was heavily involved with the Ku Klux Klan and the KK, like the KKK, one of the oldest and most horrible organizations, in my opinion. And they would hold meetings in the barn and do horrible things at the meetings, which I will not go into detail about because I don't want to go into detail about it. It's horrible. But, like, there's hundreds of reports of disturbing stuff. And when it comes to, like, KKK gatherings in a barn and all the evil things that they do there, I want to be as far away from those three letters as I possibly can. I'm, I'm good. Take your pointy little hat and put it somewhere else. I don't want to see that. But that's, that's, that's particularly disturbing to me. And as if the barn wasn't creepy enough, there's a red pickup truck that haunts the site. This is really, 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 really creepy. So if you go there reportedly a lot at night, there's a red pickup truck that haunts the site and will kind of like chase you down and try to either get you to leave and or, and or, I'm saying and or because both can happen, or it'll sit there with the engine running with one headlight kind of burning at you <clears throat> on Kirby Road, the ghost of Kirby in, 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 in Nintendo. And you'll go up to the truck and you'll see that it's running and there's no one sitting in the car, but it doesn't want you to be there. It's a malevolent spirit. It doesn't want you to be on Kirby Road. So stay the fuck away from there. If you want to check it out, I mean, go for it. But you can drive it home with one headlight if you want to see that truck. I bet you the wallflowers never said shit about that, Jacob Dylan. Fuck, that's scary. What about haunted hotels? You ever been to a haunted hotel where something moved or something fucked up happened or haunted B&B or anything like that? You ever been to Bayfield, Ontario? How about the Albion Hotel? And it has a bar and a lounge in it. The Albion Hotel was notoriously owned by the Elliott family. And there was notoriously a killing within the Elliott family in the Albion Hotel in Bayfield. My children want me to go rent a room in the Albion Hotel and stay overnight and scare the shit out of myself because there's two brothers. Let me tell you. The Albion's really famous for two things. Tim Allen, you know, the Santa Claus, oh, 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 Santa Claus, Tim Allen, um, always, oh, oh, oh. Um, he would eat his lunch there almost like every day in the summer because he has a cottage and a lake house that's up near that way. And also being haunted because of room number four, because of all the spiritual activity and all the crazy shit that goes on in room number four. Because the brothers, the brothers, the brothers, Fred and Harvey, they're helping their mom up the stairs one night. They, they own it since the 1890s. They're helping their mother up the stairs one night and Fred and Harvey got into a fight and whatever happened with the altercation, oh my God. It's horrible. Fred shot Harvey, he shot his own brother and he killed him. So he was sent to jail for manslaughter and Fred, uh, I mean, obviously subsequently died in 1905 after that. The hotel, though, all since the murder on the site has been haunted and room number four has been reportedly Objects moving, doors slamming, sounds, footsteps up the stairs, all the fun things. 
People leaving in the middle of the night, Amityville style. Get me the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Oh my God. Then my sister says, you know, you might not want to go up there, you know. Like, did you ever see that movie room? I think it's like 1408 with like John Cusack where he can't get out. He's just in the room over and over again. She's like, what if that happens to you? She's like, there's cold spots. There's like reports of all these things. Like, I've read them. They're scary. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm not worried to go to this place. She's like, I don't know, like Tanya, like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm like, whatever, you know, it'll be fun. And she just like, I don't think it's a good idea. What if you get stuck in room 1408, like John Cusack? I think I'll be okay. We'll see if I'll go there. Have you ever stayed at the Fairmont, the Royal, the, the Fairmont Royal York in Toronto? I have. I didn't stay in one of the haunted rooms, but it's one of the oldest and haunted, like upscale hotels in Toronto. It's like the most haunted hotel in Toronto, but it's really still upscale and still keeps that nice savoir faire, je ne sais quoi, I don't know what. It's got all kinds of things about that I love, but there's a haunted gray haired man on the eighth floor. And it's said that he, there was a murder suicide there and he popped his wife and they popped himself on their honeymoon at the Royal York Fairmont Hotel in Toronto, Ontario. So if you can get a room there, stay in room number eight. There's reports also about activity in the ballroom. I mean, chandeliers, big chandeliers, don't just like shake their moneymaker all by themselves. Like there's gotta be something going on there and there's nothing like above to shake it. So there's some activity going on there. Not just Ontario, but La Boheme B&B, that's in uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Guess, I guess, we're hearing like horrible sounds of being things like thump, 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 like of a body going down the stairs or something. And I guess, these used to be really like luxe apartment buildings. And now like you can stay there as like almost like a B and like a B and B, like an Airbnb. But I guess the original caretaker murdered his wife and then he dragged her body down several flights of stairs before incinerating her body in a coal furnace in the basement. So I guess all the thumps that they hear going down the stairs is the ghost of them doing that. How about BC Vancouver? There's a Highcroft in Vancouver. It was built in 1911 for General McRae, and he eventually passed it on to the Canadian government as a convalescence hospital for soldiers and things of that nature and veterans. But notoriously, it's haunted by seven, count them, seven ghosts. Obviously, one is a well-dressed man in sort of army outfit, like medals done up really well. And a well-dressed older lady as well. A lot of people like believe that this is General and Mr. Uh, General, like Mr. General McRae and Mrs. McRae, his wife. There also is an old nurse that I guess there, it was from a hospital in the convalescence days. The fourth is a crying man. People re report here, like hearing crying and crying and crying and they're scared of it. And then there are three malevolent ghosts. There are three army veteran guys that stir up a lot of shit at, at this B&B, apparently. They make noise. They slam doors. They're just a pain in the ass. They don't let people sleep. Not good. What about monsters? Hmm? What about monsters? I never did find the Gold tra Trout Lake monster at the bottom of Gold Trout Lake. I never found it. It never showed up. You can look it up on the internet. It's there. We never found it. We looked for it. Maybe it's what our, took our fishing hooks. Maybe it was the gold trout lake monster. And obviously, like, I've looked at Log Nest and Bigfoot and all those cool supernatural monstrosities and phenomenons and all those, all that different science and stuff like that. I love it. You know, it's fun. But what about our own legend of the lake in, in, in Canada? What about 
Ogopogo. Have you ever heard about Ogopogo? There are different theories about Ogopogo. Out in Kelowna, BC, Ogopogo can be spotted in the Okanagan Valley and has been reportedly spotted in the Okanagan Valley. Apparently, the lake monster resides at Squally Point. Lives around Squally Point. It's been there and it's been inconclusively, inconclusively spotted for years and years and years. The first sightings date back to the mid to late 1800s. Uh, the first in, uh, encounter was with a Métis gentleman. He was taking his horses and his canoe across the lake, and he always tied his horses off appropriately when he was crossing the lake. It wasn't too deep a, a part of water. His horses were pulled underground. He had to cut the ropes so they could get out because they were pulled under, and his canoe was going to get pulled under with him in it too if he didn't cut the rope. So that wasn't good. Then in 1872, Susan Allison, one of the settlers there, reported that she saw a dinosaur-type creature like in the lake, and she could have sworn it was a dinosaur-type creature. People thought she was crazy. In the indigenous culture, it's believed that a spirit of the water takes on the form of a water serpent, and it's an aquatic serpent. Western culture says it's anything from a sturgeon to an extinct spirit species of a dinosaur like some jurassic park thing i think they think it's an extinct species of a plesiosaur i'm with the indigenous community on this one saying that it's probably a water spirit that takes on the form of something else apparently it lives in a cave by squally point and it resides in this cave the lake is sacred to the okanagan people and they fear and they respect this lake. They're not scared of the Ogopogo, but they respect this lake. And they were offering sacrifices every time they crossed the lake. They didn't consider it malevolent. Anytime they crossed the lake near Rattlesnake Island, because this is where Ogopogo lives, because that's where the underwater cave is near Squally Point, they would make sacrifices to the Ogopogo, to the monster, this lake spirit. And they'd be able to cross peacefully. So I think that's a great idea. It's an amazing statue. If you've ever been there, you can see it. If you go to uh, like Kelowna, it's pretty cool because it's all coming out of the, the, the ground and you can see its face. It looks a lot more friendly than they describe it to be. But it's cool. It's really cool. Oh my God. You know what else is really cool? It's actually what's really hot. In the mail the other day, I got some cool things from my friend Scotty Ohati over at Scotty Ohati Hot Sauces. Next week, we're going to taste all this stuff. We got some salsas this time in the mail. We got the ghost salsa. I'm excited to try the ghost salsa. We got the garden salsa all the way from the garden. We got everything that's good in there. Not a lot of sodium either, which is good for the old BP, the blood pressure. The beer and bacon. I unfortunately cannot have because I, I, I love pigs too much to eat them. But my best friend's dad is coming over to have this. And he's excited to pick that up for me. The tequila ghost sauce is not something that I have had. And then Scotty Ohati sends me oh, the only six pack I'll probably ever need in my life is a six pack of Scotty O'Hotty hot sauces. We got the beer and bacon chipotle. We got the goat sauce, the ghost sauce, and we got beer and bacon chipotle. Now it seems like he's added something to the beer and bacon chipotle. Oh, he's added scorpion peppers. And what's happening around the front? We got, oh, this is one of my favorites from Scotty O'Hotty. I'm not going to lie. The roasted pepper garlic sauce is a good, like, everyday sauce to put on everything. I don't even know if I can wait until next week to have this because I like it on just about everything. It's good on, I put it on my vegan burgers. I put it on my uh, cauliflower wings. I put it on, I will put it on anything. 
The Reaper de la Muerte sauce. This stuff is hot as fuck. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is hot. I burned my face off with this shit last time, but I loved it. I loved every friggin' minute of it. You know me, I'm kind of a pepperhead. And uh, premium habanero sauce. Fantastic sauce as well. The viscosity on these sauces is really good. The ingredients are primo. There's something about having good ingredients and pride in your product that you sell that is really, really impressive. Scotty O'Hadi does that and he delivers a really good product from the Motor City in Detroit, Michigan. And I mean, you can pick it up at Meyer. You can pick it up at Kroger. I have been waiting a little bit for it because there was some like, I'm, I get it. I'm in business too. There were some like issues with supply issues and then there's like supply chain issues. The pandemic's fucked everything up for everybody. There's shipping issues. There's border issues. It got here. That's what I'm excited about. And next week, I'm going to be tasting all the hot things with you. So that's what's scary. Ah, for my tongue. It's going to be great. So this, I'm going to wear, there's where I'm going to cut you off right here because this, this is also scary. It might be scary for some of you. This is the edition of Beards and Bitchin'. I bring you another installment of Beards and, uh, like, uh, Bitchin' this week because numero uno. I got to tell you. This week, what was bitchin' about beards? I went to a bitchin' ass live stream on Friday night. Rob came to, and it was it was wonderful. It was hosted by Jordan Cantalon Creations and and and, and Nick. Uh, they were going through their fall scent, like the bearded beanie. If you don't know who Nick is, that's he goes by the bearded beanie. Um, he, they were going through their fall scent and winter scent extravaganza. And they were kind of extrapolating on what they were rocking in beard, what they liked, what they didn't like. It was a fun, lively chat. People were talking about what they had in beard and mustache, wherever they had it. You know what I mean? We had a good chat. There were three, three friggin' giveaways. You know, it was a nice, fun, chill chat where I didn't feel like I had to smash that like button every five seconds or, you know, make sure you hit subscribe. There was no, nobody like pressuring me to do anything. I didn't feel like I was going to have a panic attack during the screen, uh, the stream. It was, it was, it was awesome. And three fucking awesome companies, I will tell you, contributed to that stream and they gave away products. Beard Brothers gave away a great bottle, which actually I won of salted caramel apple oil in their emu formula. I'm really excited to get this. I've heard literally nothing but good things about this product. I was talking to, to, to the owner at Beer Brothers yesterday. He's excited to send it in the mail. I'm excited to get it. He wished me congratulations because I won. And then, uh, uh, and you're gonna have to completely like, uh, like, excuse me if I pronounce this wrong. Gungnir Grooming. They, uh, 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 they're like a Viking themed grooming company. They gave away a wicked ass beard and butter combo and a friend won those on on Jordan's stream and then American Dude Co was also giving away a beard and butter combo and this house was really lucky on stream night holy shit because Rob won the beard and butter combo so it's gonna be silky smooth around here and American Dude Co like we gotta thank you for that too thank you to all the companies that that donated and thank you to Jordan and Nick for spending time having a wonderful really chill fun stream that was a fun chill stream to be at i like streams like that that you don't feel like you're forced like to do anything or click anything or anything like that it's just chill i love a fun lively chat with lively folks in the chat that love to talk and they were talking about their favorite fall scents and and winter scents even 
And Nick mentioned that one of his favorite winter scents was from Iowa Beer Company. And because it is fall, I will tell you what my favorite fall scent is. And I'm not going to lie. You know me. I'm straight up and I straight shoot from the hip. My favorite, favorite, favorite fall scent of all time is the Traveler from Iowa Beer Co. I fucking hardly have any of this left. I got to order more. Fuck. And before it's gone. It's the Traveler from Iowa Beer Co. I love this beard oil. I love it in my hair. It just, it smells so good in beard, in hair. Just like if you have a rough spot on your elbow, put it like the carrier on this, beautiful. Be Justin does a wonderful job of the carriers and the scent profiles, the way they mix together. Jojoba oil, grapeseed oil, argan oil, vitamin E oil, castor oil, essential oil, and fragrance blend from Des Moines, Iowa. Iowa Beard Co. The Traveler. The scent profile of this will knock you out. It's a home runner. It's beautiful. It's maple, amber, caramel, tropical, and coconut. It's just like it's a home run oil. There's not a lot of oils that I call home run oil, but look at the color on that. Beautiful, golden, almost a medium viscosity oil, I would say. Beautiful oils from Iowa. That's my favorite fall oil. I'll tell you. I'm excited because I've got nothing but great oils coming. There was a big sale on Friday at Jolly Old Fat Man Beard Company, and you can only get it till Sunday. So if you didn't hop on that five for 40 ship, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my God, I'm so excited for the oils I got from Jolly Old Fat Man. Now, Bam is OG for like mixing up different kinds of oils, and now he has different levels and graduated kind of uh, blends of oils that you can get with his product and they're all primo but i went for red label the red the red blend and uh and there's the oj blend there's black label there's there's all kinds and he has some really cool oils i'm gonna tell you what i ordered my order i don't know did you get into that i want to say oh holy night did you get into that because it's christmas theme right it's christmas in october for me i got claw's kitchen i got krampus i got santa's helper i got misfit toys and i got tis the season i'm excited for these fantastic blends that are coming from bam i'm excited to to smell them i'm excited to have them in like rob's beard i'm excited to have them in my hair i'm excited to again support another small batch company because that's essentially what my company is too a small batch company there are a lot of people that support a jolly old fat man and like i say bam's like og when it comes to a lot of these really fragile oils and he has always has superior oils and always has superior scent profiles that are coming through with these oils always really fun complex stuff and always really beautiful complex oils i love that he's a one-man show i think it's fantastic speaking of superior oils i got hops and glow coming in the mail for me from my friend that metal guy 1983 my friend steven he sent me some hops and glow. That nice man. Wait till he gets his package in the mail. And I got packages for a lot of you in the mail. Jordan Cantillon. I got a package with your name on it. Also, Stephen, I got a package with your name on it. There's, there's, you know who you are. There's, I'm so excited to get this, uh, this package in the mail of hops and glow because between Stephen telling me about this and what I've heard from like, like Les Cervantes Beard Company, I am really excited to, to try this. And with the changing profile, with the glow in the dark bottle, it's all, it's all good. I can't wait to try it. I can't wait to show it to you on the show. I can't 
way to just display it. And now I was talking about oils and I was talking about superior oils and how certain companies use superior oils. I mean, certain companies don't. It's whatever floats your boat, right? But I would rather float with superior oils. Now, I was talking about cold pressed oils. Why do you use cold pressed oils? Someone asked me the other day, do you use cold pressed oils? My answer is yes. Why would I not? There are some beard companies that think it's okay to go and use the same oils that you would find in the grocery store. If you want to put that in your beard, I wouldn't recommend it. Or if you want to put that in your hair, I also wouldn't recommend that. You should probably not be acquiring your products from these places. It's not good. But why use cold pressed oils? Why? Do you know why you use cold pressed oils? Basically, like heat is going to destroy when you're extracting the oil from whatever seed or whatever like substance, whatever like you're using. When you're extracting that oil, if you don't do it in a cold pressed manner, you're destroying fatty acids, you're destroying micronutrients, you're destroying vitamins, you're destroying its integrity, you're destroying the integrity of the oil. And the more that oil breaks down, the world's not going to be a moisturizer for your face. So you want to use nice cold pressed oils and you want to use these in your cooking too. Beards and bitchin's just not all about like, just it's all about your beard, but you're taking care of your beard. If you're not eating healthy cold pressed oils, it's not going to be good. If you're using them on your face, why aren't you eating them? Don't eat all those shit oils. It's not good for you. I think about having a healthy diet and I think about having a healthy beard and having healthy hair. And I think having a healthy beard and having healthy hair starts with a healthy foundation. It's like when you're building a house, if you build it with like no basement on a crap, sloppy foundation that's going to fall through the floor. You can have the most beautiful house you've ever seen. You have the most beautiful beard you've ever seen. You have the most beautiful head of hair you've ever seen. But if it's on a shit foundation, guess what? It's all going to go to the ground. It's all going to fall out. It's all going to feel like shit. It's going to look like shit. It's going to sink into the ground. So just like a business, if you don't really know what you're doing, you may sink. You may sink. So where do you get help? When it comes to your beards and your hair, you get help from your companies, your books, your, I guess, your YouTube videos, wherever you're getting help. Uh, other people in your community that can help you, your hairdressers, your barbers, people that know things about hair, hair loss clinics. I'm talking anyone, follicular specialists. There's all kinds of things, dermatologists. Where do you get help about your business? Obviously, a business consultant, a licensed business consultant who has proven experience in the business or in the area of business that you're working at. And you get that. And someone who's got the education, like things like marketing managers. Should you really trust a YouTube channel to launch your product? I don't know. It may be your thing. Maybe you want to launch your product. Maybe you want to launch your company. Me thinks no. You're going to pay someone. I'm reading this because I, I, I'm, I can't rationalize it in my head. You're going to give someone who doesn't have a grooming company that's helped a lot of grooming companies, but you're going to pay someone who doesn't have a grooming company to tell you how to run your grooming company to help them perpetuate their YouTube channel. That makes no sense for me. It's all fun, you know what I mean? But that YouTube to me is is not marketing. It's not a marketing thing. It's fun, but YouTube to me is more like for raffles and games and giveaways and fun. That's what I think YouTube is, is for. It's fun and all, but why would I get a business consult from a YouTube personality on a beard business 
and get that kind of advice. It's just they give bearded advice. Why do I want their advice on business? If I want advice on business, I'll go a business advisor. That's what I think. And any like, what can I say? These places and these people, these YouTubers don't own. Some do. The ones that own beer companies, I will listen to them. The ones that run beer companies, I will listen to them. The ones that don't, I will not. Some of these run and beer companies, I guess per se, they run them in a certain way for a price, for a price. But the same people are supporting large commercial type companies that have lax protocol with like infection control. And there's one company in general that has really lax infection pro control protocol. And I've seen them all over the internet. And I even saw them flat out in a comment. Maybe I'll post it. I'll see. Flat out ignore the trans community. Someone had asked them and asked this company about more visibility on their bearded page. And there's someone there that's followed and respected, I guess, in the bearded community. And someone had asked them about more trans visibility on their page. And it was a trans man. I'm going to just let you know this right now. Trans men are men. Wake up and smell the coffee or the beard oil or whatever you want to smell. But they completely outright ignored this trans man's comment about why isn't there more trans visibility in your company? Could there be more trans visibility for trans men in your company? Put the trans flag. Nothing. We're answering comments back and forth to men that are not trans. The straight white man, but not the trans community. So that's, I really question that. Also, I've seen the same fucking company, like, say to flush small batch beard companies and flush their oils. You know what? Why don't you flush your misogynistic fucking attitude and your bigotry? Flush that down the toilet. And you know what? I'd rather be small batch than a little bitch. That's what I would definitely say, I, I think, this week on Beards and Bitchin'. Because no visibility in the trans community. Also, no glove, no love. I've seen it on your Instagram when you're, you're bottling beard oil. Dirty! It's just a no glove, no love party. You know what that shit anyway. What can I say? The best thing is like the question with the trans and queer representation. Nothing. No response. Just response to the straight dude. So flush that attitude. You want trans representation? Do you want trans representation? My company drops in November. All you folks that haven't been formally invited to the table and maybe formally invited to the, to the beard community and all the folks that have been attacked all the companies that have been attacked, all the people that have been personally attacked, all the people who have had the, what you'd call the mafia people, DM them. You know, they look really nice on their, on their, on their, on their, on their Instagrams, but then they're yelling at you in the comments or they're screaming at you through like, uh, voice messages in the, in the DMs because they think they can. It's funny. It's so funny. They're lurking on their Instagrams, blowing the smoke and mirrors, you know, acting nice in public. But then smoke is going up your ass because they fucking hate you behind closed doors. Don't you hate that kind of life? I hate that kind of life. I don't think it's nice. So you know what? Listen, my furry friends, whoever you are, welcome to Furtopia. I'm glad you're here. And you know what? We're going to have a good time. I'm so excited for the company to drop and just to include all of you. And yeah, is there going to be trans inclusion at this company? Yeah, there is. And 
I'm sorry if a lot of companies don't have trans inclusion, and maybe you don't like that, and maybe you don't subscribe to that, but I do. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna come for you in the DMs. I'm gonna just launch on my own. I'm not gonna launch on a huge channel. I'm not like that. That's really not my speed with tickers going across the bottom. And hey, hit that like button. Don't forget to touch that dial. Don't just smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Join, subscribe, donate. I, I can't do that. That is not my speed. And like I say, I am a one woman show. It is a family, I will say company, but I'm a one woman show when it comes to oils and things like that. I am a complete one woman show when it comes to the making, the crafting, the, 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 the scent profiles, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a one lady show. I was doing stuff with, I was like, the other day I was like, what's that smell? And I, I still smell it now. I'm like, oh, it's me. Cause I made this amazing concoction. And one of the things that was in it was Tonka bean. And it was just, it's amazing. I, I, I just love that. And when I say I'd rather be small batch than a little bitch, I also can be huge, huge bitch. Like I could also be that. But that is not something that I do very often. But remember, bitch means being in total control of herself. So remember where bitch comes from. You name it, the game is I will never let my mouth write a check that my ass can't cash. You don't do those kinds of things. I think that, like I say, I don't like the smoke and mirrors and... It's not good. How does a little non-bearded lady, a little non-bearded Polish lady like myself, know so much about the bearded community? How do I know? I'm a very nosy hometown little girl. I like to know things. I'm a little Polish princess that likes to know everyone's business. I read an article last week and it left me thinking about beer clubs. It kind of said being exclusive, leaving other people out certain days. What does this mean? Is it elitist? I mean, let me ask you, do you think certain beer clubs are elitist or do you think they let everybody in? Is it, I don't know because I don't belong to any beer clubs, but is there something elitist about beer clubs? I read this article and it left me with food for thought. Maybe I'll post it somewhere for you. And it just left me thinking, is it or is it not? I do know this. I don't fuck around. I tell it like it is. I'm straight up and I will call out fucking bullshit because I see y'all linking, lurking on your Instagrams. I see you looking. I know what a Instagram It's a fake Instagram. Also, please know that if I have beef with you, I won't send my husband after you. And I won't attack you in DMs while you're trying to pretend to be nice on, on, on Instagram. I'll come for you with my legal team. And they can call you out. I have no time for bullshit. And I promised some Halloween beards. Not too many characters actually have Halloween beards, like I say, other than the Wolfman. That's more of like a full body beard experience. Charles Manson obviously had a beard. This is scary people with beards. Obviously all the cult leaders that I've talked about. Ted Bundy definitely rocked a, a, like some scratch and a little bit of a shorter beard, but that's respectable, a shorter beard. He had a very shorn beard. I don't know what he did for a living other than kill a lot of people. The Torso Killer, Richard Cottingham. He rocked a beard and he was known as the Torso Killer, the Times Square Killer. He rocked a beard. Here in Canada, we had a monster named Alan Joseph Laguerre, the monster of Miramichi. He was an arsonist. He was a rapist. He was a murderer who went on a rampage in New Brunswick in the early 1990s and killed, I think, five women. Oh, it was really bad. He was responsible for those deaths in the early 90s. Something not scary, I'll tell you something not scary, but cool, but it has to do with monsters, is beard monsters, beard underscore monsters. They've been around since 2016. 
They've got the most, I think, crawlers I think I've seen on a bearded site on Instagram. I think they've got something like 2,030, like, you know, 230,000. Like, yeah, 230K. Yeah, 230K. 230,000 followers on fucking Instagram. And this place is amazing. It's bearded monsters and, and beard monsters. And it's, it, there's no bias. There's no, like, everyone's invited to the party. There's no, I like this brand better than this brand. There's no representation of one thing more than the other it's all like good i like it speaking of all this madness i've gone mad and purchased some extreme platforms like i wanted to see more streaming platforms i want to see if there's any shows about beards not too many things about beards other than things that i see like on the internet because you know just like i said with beard oil i like my variety all the time and with all the fun and the creepy movies on and such why not get more channels on the boob tube and see more slime on the TV set and just see what's coming out of it? I, I like it. Perhaps the creepiest thing I saw this week was something, it was a documentary, and it was something that scarred me from teenagehood. And if you were a young teenager growing up in Canada, you got your sexual education a few ways. One was like, you know, experience. The other one was Sue Johansson on the Sunday night sex show. I know what you were doing on Sunday nights. You were watching the Sunday night sex show. And if you are a Canadian and you're about my age and you know, even if you're not a Canadian, if you've got the women's television network and even if you get it now, WTN, you'll know about sex with Sue. She was a registered nurse who was a sexual educator. And a Sunday night sex show with Sue, it was just so, it was like talking to your grandma about sex, but she was so comfortable about it. And she just, you could call it. I remember calling her one time. Couldn't get through. Oh my God. So many questions about sex. But it, I like Sue was my sexual awakening. So I watched the doc, which in my opinion was albeit a bit dry, kind of circled back. But Sue is fantastic. She's always smashing. Then I watched Zombie, the Lucio Fulci classic, where you know, it looks like everybody's covered in clay, but it's zombies. It's overdubbed in Italian, but it's a good movie. I think it's 1979. There's that like famous scene where the zombie's like fighting the shark under the water. Good film, good, excellent film. I've seen a few ones. I've been watching Discovery Plus. Like, I love Discovery Plus, and I've been watching. I've told you about this show about We Bought a Funeral Home, and I love watching this show. It's so good. If you haven't seen We Bought a Funeral Home, it's a must. Not only, like I say, is the family fascinating, but if you like home and garden TV and renos and stuff like that, this is for you. Like they're ripping apart a house that was built at the turn of the century and they're like remodernizing it and turning it into something like you've never friggin' seen before. It's heartwarming. It's entertaining. It's a good show. I love the way that they parent their kids and they just let their kids be who they are. That's how you should fucking parent. These people are parenting goals. Fuck yeah. If you've never been inside a funeral home, this might be a less place that would be scary, not as scary to start in if you've never been in a funeral home, to just watch the show and know your way around a funeral home from the, from the beginning. Because I'm going to take you on a fantastic voyage, slide, slide, slippity slide. What happened? You fucking died. We're going to the funeral home. That's where we're going. You want a tour? Well, I'm going to tell you, the house with the Bloomberg's is a lot less scary with the casket bar than an actual funeral home that's operational 
you might not want to go to one, but right now we're going to take a tour for, through the funeral home. You want to go on a, on, a, on a tour? Let's go through the funeral home. Some modern facilities are, are around, like most are modern facilities, but there's still a few facilities that are a bit dated, I guess I will say. There are still some in London that are a bit dated. They haven't really done any updates, but they still do the trick. Could you imagine a funeral parlor sent for a beard oil? And I was thinking what I could put in that. And I was like, dirt, fresh cut grass, lilies or some like English garden sort of flowers, and then rosewood for the casket, maybe cedarwood. We'll see what it's something basey. I'm sticking there. Maybe I'll do a limited scent, a funeral home scent. I don't know who the fuck would buy it. You Would you put funeral home scent on you? Maybe you would. Now, you walk into a funeral home, and usually there's an open area. Generally, it has a lot of windows. It's a greeting area. It's a place where you can hang your coat and go to the bathroom. There's a water machine. Usually, you can sit down because a lot of people usually have to sit down. Grieving is not something a lot of people can do standing up. A lot of people do get really weak in the knees, and it happens. Secret rooms for vegetations, like, and, you know, there's a series of rooms for vegetations, but I'm saying there's secret rooms off of the vegetation rooms. They call them crying rooms. Some funeral homes have them, some don't. It's for people that get really emotional and need to get a hold of themselves and they just feel like they can't do it in front of other people. So they have crying rooms. And I think they're really therapeutic and really good for people that have a hard time with their emotions. I am someone who would need to use a crying room because I'm a crier big time. Generally, like I say, they have the visitation rooms for viewings and visitations. Generally, a chapel for services provided with most cultures, belief, background, cultures, creeds, all the things. And they will, generally most funeral homes will work with you and, and, and work to what you need as far as your, your religion and your belief system goes. And they will honor it and they will make sure that you are honored in that tradition and the way that you would want to be honored. Because how did you get here? Well, you died. That's what happened. There's so much for funerals going on these days. Now, I mean, it used to be just sign the guest book and go in, but there's so much virtual and tech and stuff going on in movies. And there used to be just like picture boards. And now there's like movies. And like I say, there's, there's slideshows and there's everything. Like full bands playing at funerals. I mean, I've been there. There's a casket and urn selection. As I'm saying, how'd you get here? You got to start somewhere, right? Casket and urn selection. Are you going to be buried? Are you going to be cremated? How will your remains be preserved and taken care of? Some funeral homes have a crematorium in them. Most do not. Most outsource. A cremation can take anywhere from three to four hours. The body doesn't need to be embalmed anymore. It just needs to be in a very thick leak-proof container. It does not need to be in a casket anymore. So that is not an expense that is incurred with cremation these days anymore. Things have changed since I have grown up. Um, you got a prep room if you uh, want a whole burial. And always you're greeted at the door with like a biohazard sign or a big sign that says like, warning, formaldehyde is a known carcinogen, because it is. But you're going to be in there and you're going to be wearing your PPE, unlike some of these fucking beard companies that I've seen. Gross! You're going to be wearing your PPE. You're going to be wearing like literally a fucking ventilator so you don't breathe in formaldehyde. And under that, there's a mask and your gloves and your, and your, and your, your, your suit that you look like you're in outbreak. Formaldehyde is needed though. Formaldehyde has been long used to preserve human remains and other things. Formal cresol has kind of been banned. I worked for a guy who used formal cresol and he used it as a mummification agent in children's teeth. Horrifying. Again, Dentists are scary. I could talk about a whole episode of that. But find 
in the embalming room, you'll find sterile embalming tables that are usually stainless steel. They have a hydraulic lift generally on the bottom of them and a lip around the bottom for drainage of fluids and things like that. You'll find the embalming machine itself. Basically, it's fluids in, fluids out. I don't know if most of you know this, but embalming has two stages. Like there's also like a dressing table. So when the embalming is actually done of the remains, you can dress and make up and do whatever. And it depends what kind of restorative artist you have. You can have an open or closed casket. I don't know what's happening. But there are two stages of embalming. One is the arterial embalming. And you have to embalm, like I say, the arteries and make sure everything is good there. Take the blood out of the remains and put embalming fluid in. And then obviously there's the cavity session that you have to do. And that involves putting chemicals in the body cavity. And I told you this one was going to be something. And to place cab uh, like chemicals in the abdomen and such as things that preserve the, the, the remains. So there you go. Sometimes there's a cosmetic reconstruction. Like I say, if it's a mess and there's an open casket, like it's requested and you can do it and you have a really brilliant restorative artist. Because sometimes what some restorative artists can do in wax, you would make your head spin. You won't, wouldn't, wouldn't believe it. But like I say, if there's an open casket and it's requested, sometimes it's a lot. Sometimes it's a closed casket and you just can't do it. Not uh, everything looks like it does on, on, on Six Feet Under, like I say. No matter how brilliant the, 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 the restoration artist is, not everybody can be that good. Sometimes... Humpty Dumpty does, does not go back together again. I'm going to say that right now. Even cremation has changed. Like I say, you no longer need that casket. It's something different. You don't longer need the embalming. There's green burial, which is being buried kind of like outside and being part of the elements and being wrapped in like natural materials and being down and becoming part of the earth again and being just like going back to nature. And I mean, there's sky burial, which is bur uh, believed in Tibet where you're left out kind of in the elements on the top of the hill for the animals and the and the the elements to <coughs> get you. Sky burial is something you should Google. Google sky burial. Now, after all this funeral talk, I thought, why not? Like, why not go check out We Bought a Funeral Home? Because this will be like your your easing like your ease into it like you'll just coast into funeral homes because they bought this house and it's fabulous the renos are incredible they're living my dream like i say it might be someone else's nightmare but it's my gothic fucking dream i would love to live in a funeral home like if they're so big number one there's so many things you can do with all the rooms you know there are so many things you could do they put a parlor in it they put a bar there's a grand dining room there's a kitchen Watch it. Go on Discovery Plus. Do yourself a favor and go watch the Bloombergs on 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 Discovery Plus and go watch We Bought a Funeral Home. What's wrong with you? Go watch it now. Oh my gothic heart beats for that show. It's so good. Oh, okay, kids, start the car. Road trip to Dresden. Now, speaking of road trips, you still all got to figure out where you want me to go for Halloween and get in the spirit of Halloween. You got to come at me, slide into my DMs and tell me. You think, I love getting messages from you. So like, like I say, you think about it. Think about it. I'll either put a question in my stories or I'll put it, just tell me in my DMs. Do you know a place in Ontario that's kind of close to London that I can go to? Even it's Toronto or wh wherever that I can go to and spend the night in and get creeped out hardcore and take y'all with me. And I'd like to do this with you. It'd be a fun Halloween thing to do. And uh, I want to take you with me. 
So slide into my DMs, like I say, and, and, and tell me where you want me to go on this fantastic voyage of being crazy. Because uh, give me an invitation to anywhere that you know that is legal where I can go and, uh, and get creeped out. You're going to find me here, obviously, every goddamn week. Obviously, if I don't get freaking killed by spirits. Oh my God, I need some more crystals. I'm going to go there. You'll find me here every week. And you'll find me here on YouTube every week at the Tandy Candler channel. You'll find me at Tandy Candler channel on YouTube. you find me streaming everywhere that you stream. You can find me on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. And you can find me on TikTok at the same. You can find me on Twitter at Tandy Candler. And obviously, I'm always here every week rocking in the free world with you. Always. And I'm here with you. If you find me on Facebook, I'm going to tell you this. I'll do this my Limp Bizkit song. Keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. <laughs> if you find me on Facebook, scroll on, Donkey Kong. Anyways, you'll find me here because I'm often imitated but never duplicated. The weenie of the lamp, 21st century rocker mom herself, Tanya Candler, the Mixin' Vixen, here with you every single week. Next week, we're going to tap into these hot sauces. I'm so excited to go crazy with you. Will I bring a partner on to fan my mouth off? How much almond milk will I have to drink to put out the fire? We'll find out, Scotty O'Hotty. It's on. Let's get hot. I'll see you all next week. Think about where you want me to go. Let's go somewhere scary. I'm ready to get scared. Let's go. Be kind to each other. Bye.